Hey, what's up, guys? This is Joel Marion, CEO and co-founder of Biotrust Nutrition. We went from zero to 100 million in less than a year. And if you want to create a life with more money, more meaning, and more freedom, you have to listen to the Shit You Don't Learn in College podcast with my good friend, Xander Fryer. How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlick Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. How's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer back here for another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And today on the Sidlick Podcast, I have the pleasure of interviewing Joel Marion, six-time best-selling author and host of the Born to Impact podcast with over 1.4 million followers on social. Joel built a $100 million supplement company in less than 12 months uh, and now also has a $10 million personal brand. Uh, but before all of this, he was just a PE teacher struggling paycheck to paycheck. This episode was filled with so many knowledge bites that we actually had to break it up into two episodes. So in the first episode, we dig into how rejection helped build Joel as a person over, over three years of rejection helped build Joel as a person, uh, something he calls the plateau of latent potential, uh, how one connection made him his first seven figures, how to deal with people around you who want to hold you down as you go for more, and how he made his first 100K in three days in online sales, and the importance of masterminds. In the second episode, we dig deeper into things like how to get connected to people to fast track your success, how one email he sent literally saved somebody's life, how religion is killing faith and spirituality, and why millionaires still suffer from imposter syndrome and everything that you think money should solve. You're not going to want to miss this episode. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and give us five stars so you don't miss another great episode. I'll see you in there. You have the successful business, Biotrust, yet you know a couple of years ago, you launched your personal brand and Born to Impact, the podcast, and, and really focusing on helping people with with purpose and living their best life. Mm -hmm. Could you just explain to me why, why, you know, you went down that path and the importance of that for you? Yeah. For, for me, it was really a, a God thing. God got my attention with a very challenging year that I had in 2017, um, in my business and personal life started in the business, ended up leaking into my personal life. Yeah. Um, 
And I kind of hit rock bottom, honestly. You say, how in the world are you running a $100 million supplement company and you're at rock bottom? Yeah. Right? Uh, but well, I don't know it, if this uh, is a shock to anybody. Money <laughs> doesn't fix all of your problems. Right. In fact, it creates a lot of new problems and a lot of new stress. Yeah. If you don't keep it, if you don't keep things in check, I was working insane, insane hours. In 2016, we attempted to um, sell the company. Biotrust yeah. unsuccessfully, okay, for various reasons. And in order to hit the budget that we had put out there, because they wanted us, when investors are looking at your company, you have to be hitting your budget, your projections. Yeah. Because they're not only buying you based on what you're doing right now, they're buying you on the believability that you're going to do, that you're going to hit your forecast for the next year, the next year, and the next year after that. And if you can't even hit your forecast for the year that's happening, they're not going to believe anything that you're saying yeah, about they're the not, They're not trusting you anymore. Right. Yeah. So we had to hit the budget, and it was, it was quite frankly, a very unrealistic budget. And um, But like, hey, we're going to get paid on this if we can like grind it out and hit these numbers. And I was the guy, for the most part, who was responsible for bringing in the revenue. And I got real creative, and I figured out, and we had um, – yeah, the year before, we did $12 million in profit, okay? This the following year, we the budget was twenty million, and I'm like, oh, so we want to go from twelve to twenty, like in one year, like, um, so how's that supposed to happen? And they're like, well, Joel, you got this. So I figured it out, opened up new channels, finagled over with the emails, but literally, I was a slave to the business that year. Yeah, I would travel around with my laptop because like iPhones can do everything they, that they uh, could. You know, could do, and I needed a bigger screen. But I would travel around with my laptop wherever I was. Literally, go kick my, pick my kids up from school. I had my laptop with me. If they're playing on the playground, I had my laptop with me, and I would get a report every two hours on our daily revenue, where our daily revenue was at. And we had to make I don't know what it was like three hundred grand a day. And if it was lunchtime, and we weren't at two hundred or so by then, uh, because there's only so many more waking hours that were left, then I had to make pivots. I'm like, oh crap, we're only at 130 grand. I'm 70 grand off. What do I got to do? Well, let me let me make some phone calls. Let me try and negotiate some deals with affiliates to get an email out. You know, hey, I'll pay you double whatever, if you can. Whatever, whatever you needed right. to do. To yeah, let let me let me uh, queue up some more emails to our internal email list, and that was my life for like a year. Then we were unsuccessful at selling the business. Me and my partner Josh Bazzoni, um, who who we were very close. Ended up for about a year just kind of being at odds with each other. We had a falling out basically because like, hey, we were – it's like you're crushing it. You're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, you're on the one-yard line, and then you can't connect on that pass, and you lose the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And then everyone starts blaming each other. You didn't line up on the line correctly. If you threw the ball, you know, that wasn't a good pass, it whatever. Higher. Yeah. Right. And then everyone is calling each other, you know – an a-hole and next thing you know um my relationship with my partner wasn't very good and through that and leaking into my the 2016 year with me being so busy end up leaking into my family life and causing some some difficulties at home and then i was arguing with my partner and everything and finally i hit rock bottom and i just had this moment where i felt like god was talking to me and saying listen um what's happening in your life right now is not uh by mistake and if you don't wake up and change yeah. some things, you know, um, this, this could be the end of the story. But there's there's a, a potential to turn this around. And here's what you're missing. 
You know, my what I was missing was as a kid, I was always told that I had higher purpose. I was going to really reach people. You know, okay, I grew I grew up in a um, in a Christian home, Christian school, and I, you know, in our belief system, we believe that this this life is a relatively short life, but there's a much longer component of, of spirituality that happens after this. And I was impacting people for this temporal life, but I wasn't doing anything to really impact people beyond that. You know, yeah. how was I, how was I introducing people and having eternal impact by ha- helping people further their relationship with God, I, which I wasn't. I mean, it was always a, it was a, it was part of my personal belief system, but yeah. it was never anything that I interjected into the business. And here I am when I was a kid being told, hey, Joel, you're a, you know, you're gonna uh, be a, a trumpeter for the for the kingdom of God and all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, so I guess I'm destined to be either a pastor, a missionary, or an evangelist, right? A traveling traveling evangelist, a missionary who yeah. helps needy people, or I'm gonna be a pastor of a church. And then when it came time to like college and stuff, I didn't really feel like I was being led down that path. So I was like, I guess all those people were wrong, you know? Yeah. And I'll just yeah. and I'll just. I'll just do what I feel inclined to do, which was health and fitness. That was my passion. I totally like missed the boat that, hey, you can be in health and fitness and you can actually, you know, be living a life that's exemplar, exemplar, uh, an example of like how Christ lived his life in the, in the Bible. You can get people's attention through your actions, through your leadership, through the, hey, you got millions of people on the other side of all these emails you're broadcasting. Yeah. How about uplifting people, giving them messages of hope, you know, instead of just selling supplements every single time an email goes out. So um, I finally just said, man, I, I really feel like I've been squandering all these gifts that I've been given and not using them to their fullest potential for what really matters most. Yeah. And that was my wake up call. The very first thing I actually did about that, and I was very apprehensive about doing it, was I wrote a newsletter um, about miracles. And normally we send out stuff about five foods for a flat belly. So like miracles is kind of an odd topic for me to be writing about. But it was very personal. It was about what was going on in my life over the last year and a half, about how God was currently working out what seemed to be a very grim situation at home and in my business and was doing a modern-day miracle. And I said, you know, it may not be parting the Red Sea or – uh, turning water into wine, but I still believe that God is a God who performs miracles today, and He's there. You know, if how do you give God room to do a miracle in your life? And it was kind of a three-step process. The first one was you got to surrender. You have to realize that you can't handle this in your own strength. If you're going through a dire situation, you need support, right? And God sometimes will use other human beings as that support and as those messengers. And sometimes he'll step in and intervene and and move the chess pieces of your life around only because you said, God, I can't deal with this. Like, help me. Help. And then next thing you know, (laughs) things start to happen. And I can, I can, man, I can say a dozen times where that has happened for me, where I was like so stressed out, trying to deal with it myself, trying to figure it out. We make no progress. And then finally, like God's just like waiting off in the rafters saying, at some point, he'll remember that I'm here, and uh, it's like you got Michael Jordan, uh, and he's on the bench. He's like, you're gonna, right? you're gonna pass me the ball, and, right? Yeah, oh, you're yeah, gonna pass yeah, it, yeah, right? Jordan's either on the court, you're not giving him the rock, or he's <laughs> on the bench, and you're like getting blown out, and uh, there, there's Jordan slash God over there, and you're like, hey, <laughs> I can't win this game. Can 
can you come in too and like help us out? Right, yeah. <laughs> so many times, finally, when I like, I, I just kind of took the blinders off and and stopped relying on my own strength to do it, and, and tapped into this amazing resource that I have. In um, and God, I would see situations turn around very quickly. So we sent this newsletter out about miracles. We said, you know, if you're going through a dire situation. And I spoke to things that like really some emotional stuff that people could be dealing with. Like maybe you're battling with a really t- difficult financial situation, a loss, untimely loss of a job, a uh, that's causing you know stress not only financially but in your in your home. Maybe you're getting ready to lose your home. Maybe you're, maybe it's you're getting ready to lose your marriage. Maybe there's you know a, a son or a daughter that is is going down the wrong path, different from what you raised them to be, and it's causing you stress and anxiety that's on your heart. Uh, maybe it's, um, you know, a, 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 a terminal diagnosis or, or chronic health issues, whatever, right? Yeah. And I said, you know, here's how it has happened in my life where I've given God an opportunity to step in. Um, you know, where we said, hey, my, Michael, why don't you come in and help us score a few baskets here? Yeah. And uh, I kind of just put that out there. And then at the end of the email, I said, listen, this is a different type of, email um i don't know how it's going to land i don't know how it's going to resonate with people but i felt it was important that i put it out there and if you happen to be going through something regardless of your belief system whether you share the same beliefs that i do but what can it hurt right if somebody if you can hit reply share as much or as little of the situation as you want if you wouldn't mind somebody from our team praying with you right just over email we had 20 times the response to that newsletter than any other newsletter about foods or nutrition that we've sent out wow. historically. That's when I got opened my eyes and said, it was like, a, you know, like told you, you pay attention to like you <laughs> right, watch it. Like you yeah. see this. Right. And from there I started doing one of those newsletters every Friday. We had a spiritual faith-based newsletter when we talked about big topics like depression and anxiety and your thought life and beliefs, your belief system and, uh, you know, limiting beliefs and um, being, being willing to do whatever perseverance, being willing to do whatever it takes and um, forgiveness and all kinds of stuff, you know, and the response again and again, every week that was the most popular newsletter. So I'm like, I got to get this type of content onto these other platforms because email as good as it is, it has been to me, it's a very one-sided yeah. conversation, right? It's me broadcasting, and then people can reply back, but it goes to help desk or whatever. Not, there's, yeah, there's not no, so often, and yeah. There's no interactivity to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, social media, it's all public. So if, if people saw these comments that were coming in from these newsletters, like, this more, could be a game more changer. People, right? More people. Engage, yeah, yeah. More and more people, they would see the stories, and the people were like, "Well, this, this, this blessed me. This changed my life." Here's the story that happened. We sent out a, um, a, an email about forgiveness, and like a week and a half later, uh, a lady, and we get these types of stories all the time. I mean, it was like dozens and dozens that would get forwarded to me, but this is just one example where a lady emailed and said, "I want to thank you so much for the, your email that came through on forgiveness." Because I have not spoken to my daughter for over 10 years because of something that happened. And we fell out of touch and it has grieved me ever since, but neither one of us were able to swallow our pride enough to try and reconnect. She said, your email came across at the perfect time. I decided to call my daughter for the first time 
in over a decade. And I want to let you know that me and my daughter just had lunch last weekend and we forgave each other, you know? And it was honestly like just like one of the but most those- beautiful things that could have I like listen, I send an email and make a hundred thousand dollars, right? But like I send an email that, and have that kind of impact on somebody's one life. Thing. Yeah, right. that one thing is worth the 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 millions that were made elsewhere. I, I had a we sent our email out about depression and the guy um because I just share some of my stories. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm running a hundred million dollar company. And guess why? I still struggle with depression sometimes. Right. And I just put myself out there and a guy um, responded back and, and we had a lot of powerful responses to this newsletter, but this one was like two sentences and it was very short. It's kind of written in like shorthand, you know, the, the, <laughs> where the letter U was replaced the word you and whatever, like that type yeah. of stuff. But somebody wrote back and said, Thank you, bro. I appreciate you, bro. I was just sitting here thinking about taking my life, and now I just decided not to, (laughs) you know? And to have that type of response come in where, like, literally just saved someone's life potentially, you know? Because you are being obedient to the higher purpose of what you're supposed to be doing. And that's real impact, you know, and how are you, and there's nothing wrong with being in business and, and creating wealth. And we've done a lot of good things through our business because we're very, uh, you know, um, philanthropy, philanthropy, philanthropy yeah. is, is a big part of what we do. And, and we are, uh, we've donated over 200 wishes through make a wish. We've fed over 500 kids. I mean, 500, uh, 5 million kids through, um, no kid hungry and share our strength charities that we support. And those are great things. Um, but again, I was missing the impact on people for the things that really matter, the, th- the big struggles in life and giving people hope and giving people direction and, and, and um, yeah, how to navigate some of these more challenging things yeah. through a platform that was created on the backbone of free re- nutrition reports. But now, no, see, nobody would have signed up for a newsletter uh, list that I was going to send out devotionals, you know, this is yeah. not, I mean, maybe if I was a pastor or something and people knew who I was and they were wanting to get devotionals from me, but these are people who are not church, church going people who are signing up for this. Right. And, and I wouldn't even necessarily consider myself a church going person. I mean, I support, I support a lot of ministries and churches, but me myself, like I'm much more in tune with my personal relationship with God than I am about like being belonging to any one church. Yeah. The so, church or religious side of it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more of the, there's a, you know, I had another individual on my podcast and we, who, who happens to not be the same faith as me. And we got into this discussion on religion. And he's like, Gee, he said, when we prayed to the beginning of the podcast, he said, you know, Joel, I know you're very religious. I said, hold on. I'm not religious at all. He said, what are you talking yeah. about? You prayed in the beginning of, of your podcast. I said, listen, religion, religion is killing what God really wants every people. Religion to be. is killing <laughs> right. spirituality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm like, religion is traditional. It's ritualistic. It's rules, a set of do's and don'ts versus I'm not re- pro-religion at all. I'm pro-relationship. I have a relationship with God that the the person who created the universe, this beautiful world that I live in, as well as me as a unique individual, and I get to have a direct personal relationship with him. I'm all about that. I'm not about set of rules and regulations and stand up, sit down, 
uh, you know, bow your head, kneel, stand, you know, sing this, sing this hymn, yeah. right? Like that's, that's not anywhere in the Bible. <laughs> that's, that's really not even part of it. I mean, sure there were, there were churches and stuff like that, but the, even the church back then was very evangelical with, with the, you know, Paul and, and the, these different disciples that were traveling all over, just trying to spread the good news. Um, so for me, like, I just wanted to show people that, look, listen, it's it's not a religious thing. It's about getting in tune with, you know, your own personal, you have an opportunity to have a relationship with God. So then I I kind of brought some of these messages to Instagram, built that, you know, and then over, as you mentioned earlier, 1.4 million uh, followers. And um, the podcast launched, I said, after I hit a million followers, I'm going to launch a podcast. I knew nothing about podcasting at all. <laughs> like that, like literally zero. I'm like a very successful marketer. But it was like starting at zero again. Like when I started to learn about ebooks, right? I was like podcasts. I didn't know anything about. It. All I know is that there are podcasts that you can listen to. I don't even know that I had listened to one for real. You know, like uh, like I, yeah. I didn't even, ever went into my podcast app on my phone. I just knew it was like a, a, a big way to. I heard a lot of people who had these podcasts. So I'm not. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Your mm, podcast was actually one of the first podcasts mm, I ever listened to because I just started <laughs> listening to them and prepping right. for this. <laughs> Yeah. These, for these shows. <laughs> right. And, and I think a lot of podcast hosts probably like, it's like, Hey, I didn't start listening to podcasts until I actually thought about doing one myself. Right. But, yeah. um, my friend Lewis house who has a podcast called school of greatness is the individual who I called because he's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, he's the guy I have, he, he knew about podcasts and he also knew about Instagram. And both things yeah. that I didn't know anything about. I literally remember my first phone call with him. I'm like, Lewis, do you have some time to chat? I want to get on social media. I don't even know anything about it. And he's like, you want to get, like, get on social media, right? It's not like a particular platform. Like yeah. now it's like, hey, can you teach me Clubhouse? It was just like. You clearly can, did can, not right, know anything. Right, yeah. yeah. I'm like, can you teach me social media, right? And uh, yeah. and I'm like, what do you recommend, Facebook or Instagram? He's like, oh, Instagram is kind of way, way better than Facebook is at this point for people who are trying to be influencers. I said, okay, so let's go with Instagram. I said, uh, I have the app. Um, let me pull it up. Cause I downloaded the various social media apps. I'm like, walk me through like this. How do I, how do I do this? I'm like, I see some profiles that got this special color ring around the profile <laughs> thing. And other ones don't. I'm like, are these like premium accounts versus non premium? Like, no, that's called your story. You know, like if you click on that, then this like highlights from your day disappears after 24 hours. And then what's below it is your feed posts. And I'm like listening, taking notes, you know, and uh, yeah. You have Lewis House like baby step you through Instagram. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like learning what the what the uh, the circle around the profile image is. You know, I, I knew literally nothing. Um, and then I, I, I just step by step, I learned that. I grew that. I, that's how I met my partner in the mastermind, Dan Fleischman, because Lewis introduced me to Dan. And Dan helped me grow my social media. And then that led to an opportunity. And this is the power of networking, guys. Lewis was a good friend of mine. We never did any direct business together. We just were happened to be at a mastermind together at an event. Yeah. And a pre-day, they had a pre, at my buddy Josh Pizzoni's event, they had a pre-day uh, before the event started. The day before was a, was a small, more intimate mastermind. Lewis at the time, and I love these stories, Lewis at the time, there's another uh, girl, female who was attending the conference. Her name was Jamie Eason. Jamie is um, a very well-known fitness model. She's been on like 150 different covers, right? But Jamie knew Lewis. She said, hey, a friend of mine 
he just kind of got injured and was a pro athlete trying to figure out what he's going to do with his life next. And I know he has a lot of potential. He's a great guy. He's sleeping on his sister's couch right now. He has no way he can afford to come to this event. But do you think, she's like, trust me, I'm vouching for him. And Jamie was like a big deal, you know, and she's super sweet. Yeah. So Josh said, sure, have him come to the event. And even one better, uh, he can come to the pre-day mastermind on the boat, right? Yeah. So we met Lewis there, and then that started a friendship. And then Lewis started the School of Greatness podcast, and then he's one of the biggest podcasts out there. well over 100 million downloads now. And um, that, through Lewis, who I didn't ever do any business with, but I just knew him as a friend, was how I got on Instagram, how I got introduced to my partner with the mastermind, which that relationship ended up creating so many other investments that I've done and other things that through the relationships of that group have been monumental connections for me for my business. And it yeah. started with back to Lewis House, who I never even directly did any business with. You know, I've been on. And it's, you know, it's interesting because like those tables turned in that situation. It's like, you know, you, you guys are now like the Mike Geary was to you just letting him come to this thing just because, you know, somebody vouched for him. He seems like a good guy, like get his energy, get him there. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's the type of opportunities, you know, and, and I think a lot of people who have lived both sides or lived at least on the side that I was where I caught a break. And I think Mike Geary, that's why he met me for a beer because yeah. he was a, you know, what? somebody you, gave him a break at some point. Yeah. Mike Geary. And I'll probably get it wrong, but like it, it's equally as geeky and nerdy. He was like a, a, a geologist or something like that, or some environmental yeah. scientist before working in a cubicle. And, um, that's the job that he was at making whatever the ceiling word, what he was doing was like 90 grand a year. And he had a health and fitness passion. He was doing personal training on the side. And then he learned ebooks. And then next thing you know, he had this this brain for paid media. And, and he yeah. blew up his business to you know millions and millions of dollars a year now to over $100 million a year through all the businesses that he's involved in. And But Mike remembers, I used to work in a cubicle. You know? yeah. And here's a guy who's just starting out. And I wish I had somebody, or maybe he did have somebody, who he caught a, a break with. Yeah. And when I'm remember, like I was a high school teacher, I'm, not, I'm like, it's not lost on me. Like, yes, I've, I've accomplished quite a bit and I'm proud of my journey. Like, I still got a long way to go in my mind, but I'm mean, it's not lost on me that I used to be a high school teacher, you know, yeah. r- r- making $40,000 a year that just was trying to get my foot in the door. And I had some people who helped me along the way. So, of course, when, you know, these other individuals who I get introduced to who, approaching me in a similar manner that I approached for help. I'm like, okay, I see a little bit of me in that guy. And I think that he can be successful. One of them happens to be an individual who his name is Richard Yu. And Richard was a podcast listener of ours. And you may know Richard Zander. Well, Um, he's a a fellow UCLA grad like me. Okay, right. I do know Richard. (laughs) And he was, uh, Richard was at our mastermind, not as a member, but on the staff on the, you know, on the team, because um, I brought him in. But this is a guy who was a podcast listener of ours, and he reached out to me. He loved the podcast; it impacted him so much, and uh, that he reached out to me to for mentorship. He wanted me to mentor him so bad, and he reached out to me and like forty something d- times he DM'd me until I finally saw it because he was in a different folder. Until I saw it, and then I saw he had e- DM'd me constantly. Like nice messages, spaced a few days apart every time, 
about hey but commenting, yeah, yeah. yeah commenting on some photo of my family or commenting on a podcast that released really enjoyed that episode by the way would love for you to mention me if there's any way that i can you know add value to your life just tell me i'll work for free blah blah, blah. next thing you knew i was like 11 30 at night one night i saw his dm kind of caught up on on all these messages he sent me He's on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. 11.30 at night. It was like 8.30 p.m. his time. And I DM'd it back. I'm like, hey, I really appreciate the support. Thanks for being a podcast listener. And he like immediately hit me right yeah. back, right? This is like, DM, a, DM right. number like 170 or right, like- right, right. But like finally I saw it and uh, yeah, and I and I just texted him back to say thank you. You know, thanks for taking the time and for being an, an avid listener of the podcast. I'm glad it's impacted your life. That's the whole point, born to impact. And he got hit me right back, and was like, "Oh man, it's like I never thought I'd, I'd, I'd imagine that I'd even hear from you. You know, like this is incredible." Yeah. And um, and I'm just thinking, like, "Wow, the guy starstruck, uh, starstruck by Joel Marion, which is funny to me because I don't. Everybody has still, imposter syndrome. Still a beaten teacher in your mind, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. And, and no matter how much success you achieve, you're still going to deal with imposter syndrome to some degree. I get around people in random rooms that I don't think to this day that I feel like I belong in, you know? Um, you know but yeah. you just show up, you do your best, and um, you try to provide value. And, uh, you, you know, most of the time now, like, I'm blown away by people's feedback of, of my contribution to rooms that I never even thought that I belonged in, right? Well, so, yeah. um, so here's Richard. Uh, fast forward. We end up going back and forth on DM for maybe five minutes. And then um, he was like, what can I do to get mentored by you? He's like, I'll do anything, you know, but in the right way, not like begging, but like, yeah. um, you know, like I could do this, I could do that, I could do that. He's like, this summer, I need to do an internship for college anyway. He's like, so this is perfect. You know, I come, I'll help you with a podcast. I'm like, we don't really need any po- help with a podcast. I've got a camera guy, but like there's nothing else to do for the podcast. Um, yeah. And I said, honestly, I said, I'm traveling half the summer. I said, my kids, we, we use summers to vacation because my kids are in school the rest of the year. So we go like literally out of the 12 weeks of summer, we're traveling six, six out of 12 weeks. I'm like, I don't, I don't have time to mentor you this summer. I said, but I do know a guy who I think might be interested. His name is Vince Delmani. And just so happens he has an event here in Clearwater, like, Starting in two days, yeah. Um, and I said, I'm speaking at the event. You can, if you want to come into town, you can uh, meet me, and I can introduce you to Vince and see if there's maybe something that you might be able to do for him because he's building a master. He's building a mastermind group, and it's a successful one. So we went back and forth for a minute. I said, I said, let me just call you. I said, what's your phone number, right? So he gave me his number. Next thing you know, I'm talking to the guy on the phone, right? And <laughs> and I'm like. Get, end up being to where the flight situation was not so that he could get there in time and some other obligation he had because it was a really short notice. But he was trying to do everything that he could. And then I said, listen, I'll just connect you with Vince anyway, and you can maybe attend his next event, what's in Canada, Vancouver, or something like that. So I connected him. He ended up being a great fit. He showed up, added tremendous value to Vince. He interned him with him for the whole summer. That yep. internship turned into a full-time position in operations at Vince's company. Vince was thrilled. He's like, dude, this guy Richard that you that you uh, connected me with has been amazing for the business, and he's working for free. It's just like super dope. Thank you so much. So I added value to my long term friend Vince, and I this new kid who was showing up in the right way, 
got to have a pretty epic connection. Next thing you know, he's in operations. He's making a couple hundred grand a, a year with Vince. And then he starts learning marketing himself and selling courses. And then he's got a YouTube course. It's probably on track to make seven figures this year. Yeah. All from being a UCLA student who was very persistent in reaching out to somebody who he viewed as a potential mentor. And I didn't even mentor him. I mean, I did from yeah. afar through the podcast and through like a lot of conversations I ended up having with him. But like, I'm like, I cannot promise you an internship with me this summer. I have no bandwidth. Um, but I connected him with Vince and then Richard ended up becoming a friend of mine. And Richard just sent me a text literally on my phone right here. Um, maybe a week ago that said, there's a picture of him in, this man, in front of this mansion in Austin, Texas, where he said, I just want to let you know and update you. Every time I have like one of these moments in my life, I think this is all because of Joel Marion. And he's like, I'm, I just moved into this, my, what I would consider my dream home with a couple of business friends here in Austin, Texas. And I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't be more grateful and thankful for, you know, and that's, listen, he did the work. I helped make some connections and all that, but he's the one who did the work and he deserves it. And just he, like he took action, he reached right. out, he was consistent, all of those things. Yeah. And he, why did I even like, I'm sitting here, I'm a multi-millionaire. It's 1130 at night and I'm answering a DM and I call the kid. You know what I mean? Like, why would I do that if I really thought I was like hot stuff? No, I remember back when I was teaching uh, high school and a Mike Geary, who was my idol, number one on ClickBank at the time, gave me the time of day and met me for a beer and then invited me to a dinner and connected me with other people. Hitch. So I'm like, this is going up the right way. I had a soft place in my heart because I saw some a little bit of Joel Marion in him. And now look, he's, I mean, he's, uh, and I just, I just connected him to my financial advisor and because he was asking me, Richard was answer, asking me investment questions. And I said, Richard, I literally spend zero time. Stop asking me about stocks. I don't have any answers. I'm like, I'm like, I, I can tell you the guy that I, does all my financial stuff and I make great returns. And I literally don't, I said, I rarely even talk to the guy, but he's really good, you know, but so I connect you. So I contacted Jim, my financial guy. And I said, listen, I got a kid. I said, he's like 23 years old. And is that Jim, Jim do by any chance? No, no, it's another Jim. Okay. <laughs> uh, that Jim that I've known for over a decade. We've been investing with him. He just does such a great job. I have no reason to move any of my every any new money, that investable money I have, I just hand over to him. Um, yeah. His name, if 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 this ends up going viral, his name is Jim Jim Denardo, and he works for Northwestern Mutual out of New York. Okay, and and Bank of New York. So, um, I just said, Richard, I'm gonna connect you with Jim. Get on the phone with him. And I, t I hit up Jim and I said, listen, this is probably a small account for you right now, but I'm telling you, I've seen this kid in action and he's the next me, you know, in some way, shape or form, he's going to be doing some really big things. So I connected Jim and I'm like, in five years from now, you're really going to thank me, you know, that I connected with yeah. a 23 year old kid uh, because you have a lot of investable cash and you, you both are going to be making some good money together. So, um, you know, I just wanted to help people who have that kind of, uh, same outlook that I had in the beginning. Let me show up. Yeah. Let me add value. Let me not ask you for anything, but rather, how can I serve you? And if you can do that, you can get a hold of somebody like me. You can get a hold of somebody like Xander. You get a hold of somebody like some of these other guests that Xander has had on this show. A lot easier than you might think, especially in today's day and age with social media 
and how reachable. Now, Clubhouse, although I haven't ex- really experimented with it yet, and I'm behind the times, but Clubhouse seems to be the uh, even another level of connecting with people that wasn't available before. And yeah. now, Instagram was one, but now you got like Elon Musk is on in hosting rooms and Clubhouse and all this, and all these all these moguls, especially in the business world where you can literally get in a room and have a conversation with somebody who you would think was uncontactable Un- or unreachable. Right, yeah. right. I always tell people this. I'll just kind of close on this. Um, there is nobody, not one person out there, that is uncontactable or unreachable or untouchable. It yeah. doesn't exist, okay? There is some way to work your way into an individual's life. Maybe not... Obama or something like that, but like, you know, like pretty much anyone within reason, uh, you know, and it could be a celebrity, I mean, but, you know, without going all the way to the top of the president of the United States, uh, and, and there's probably some way to do that. There's, too. there's probably angles. It's just going right. to take a little bit right, longer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But like, I mean, uh, when I, I had a list of people that I wanted to have on my podcast when I started right now, this is all new for me. I don't, I didn't do podcasts. I didn't know what a podcast was. I didn't know how to, how to create a podcast, any of this. But I had all these like people that were not health and fitness people. So I'm like, I know all the yeah. top guys here, but I know no one over here, right? So I wanted to get these uh, pastors, and um, right on top of my list was a guy named uh, Stephen Furtick. And Stephen Furtick is, is probably, in my mind, uh, the – the top guy when it comes to being a communicator, he's a pastor at a church called Elevation Church in North Carolina in Charlotte. They have over 30 campuses um, uh, all over the United States and Canada. And um, they, they're they just the leader in in the, the contemporary church world. And and Pastor Stephen, I think, is such a dynamic speaker. I mean, you can't listen to the guy without just being blown away. So, so gifted, so talented. And I didn't know him and I knew no one who knew him, you know? Yeah. So, um, I'm like, man, I'm so far removed. How am I going to get my foot in the door of this? Well, I mean, uh, long story short, I finangled my way through somebody in the, in the, the lower level church by filling out a contact form. Okay. Yeah. And then getting passed on to somebody else and then getting passed on to somebody else. And then wouldn't you know, maybe a year later, a year later from my initial trying to get in contact, I'm sitting there at a John Mayer concert with Stephen Furtick. Okay. <laughs> Not because we just happened to be at the concert together, but because I asked him to go to the show with me and we had dinner and went to John Mayer concert together with our wives. Yeah. Okay. And now Stephen is a great friend of mine and we text back and forth and support each other and encourage each other all the time. So that was somebody who I had no way of getting into. And you may say, well, Joel, that's because you are who you are and you have a bunch of things, great things that you could say about yourself when you're introducing yourself to somebody to get their attention. Tell me that with Mike Geary, right? Yeah. Because I didn't. It's, it's, it's the and same it still thing. happened. Right. Yeah. It, it, right. So, again, it's all about you, how are you approaching people? How are you adding value? Don't come with your hand out asking for help. Come with your hand out asking, how can I give? How can I serve? And when you show up with that mentality and you show up with that intention – then some pretty remarkable things can happen because almost everyone is, who is successful will say that's how they did it and it will resonate with them and they'll see a little bit of themselves in you. So yeah. 
this, these, I mean, there's a lot that we covered in this and a lot of self-belief stuff, a lot of perseverance stuff, a lot of how to appropriately reach out and connect and network with people. There's so much value that we've discussed in this podcast and Xander has, has given it such great color and, and, um, you know, context and, and helping us, uh, you know, pull out the nuggets of the conversation. But I'm hoping that people leave this conversation inspired and encouraged that almost anything is possible. Yeah. Okay. And you can achieve things that you never thought were possible. And maybe you tried something and you gave up on it, but you only gave it two weeks, a month, three months. Okay. It's going to take longer than that most of the time. But if you want to fast track yourself, I will give you a shortcut as I did before. Get involved, pay for speed or add value to somebody, contribute to them. Time, money, or your skill set, as Xander said, there's three ways that you can get your foot in the door and pay for proximity in one of those. You can pay for with your time, you pay with your actual dollars, or you can pay with your skill set, which is also a time yeah. commitment as well. But if you can do that, you can fast track yourself some pretty – because if I met Mike Geary a lot sooner, which I could have done um, probably through a group or going to an event or something like that, or even through social media uh, nowadays is a lot easier, then I probably would have not had as long a road of getting to where I went. I still yeah. got there, but it wouldn't have been as long, long of a road. So um, connections and networking can't, can't speak to how critical that is for not only getting where you want to go, but you know, getting there in a shorter period of time, which is always nice when you can do that. Yeah, beautiful, man. I think, I think you, know, you just hit, a, like you mentioned, hit a lot of golden nuggets throughout this podcast. I think there's a lot of inspiration, um, a lot of really good insights. Uh, where can people learn learn more uh, about Joel Marion, about BioTrust? Uh, keep those keep those uh, inspiration golden nuggets coming. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at Joel Marion. More importantly, listen to the podcast Born to Impact. It, it is really the most important thing that I'm doing in my mind because um, it, it is about inspiring other people to live the life that they were born to live. So many people out there are living a life that is some lesser version of the life that they were born to live, okay? Yeah. You were created and you were put on this earth, not by mistake, because when two people came together and formed a baby, God decided it was going to be you, uniquely you, okay? And it doesn't matter who your parents are, who it ended up being, whatever. It's God said that when these two people come together, I'm going to create this individual. And that individual is you, and you're here not by mistake because he could have created somebody else, right? So... You are here for a reason for, and it's not just to survive life. It is to thrive. Unfortunately, most people never get out of survival and into thriving because of so many things. There's the limiting beliefs, the environment that they grew up in, what they what they think they can accomplish for what's reality, what they believe their potential to be versus what's reality because they tried something they gave up way too early, all these things. What you would have never heard of Jamie Lima, and she never would have sold her company for a billion dollars if she did what most people do when faced with her circumstances. She would have quit after probably a few months of that crap, right? And say, this is not meant to be. Or maybe I'll get back to it at some point, but let me just go back and, and, and do my day job. So there's, there are success stories that stand out. But when you really look at how they got there, they have the same journey as you. They went through yep. same, a lot of the same things that... Un, and check yourself, and I don't mean to say this in a, in a negative way, but they went through the same things you did. Only difference between you and them is you decided to quit, and they didn't. Hundred percent. So it's time to get back on the horse and get going again. 
And I, that's that's what I want people who are listening to this podcast to be inspired to do. Hopefully, this lit a fire under your butt that no, it's not impossible for for you that these guys who you hear about who are successful just wanted it more than you you wanted it. And if you get back to it, you can actually achieve a lot more than you originally thought you could. Yeah, I love that. And, and I, you know, I didn't even feel like I needed a fire lit under my butt, but I definitely have one right now. So uh, <laughs> nice. thanks a ton, Joel. I think I think this is going to get a, you know, I think this is going to get a lot to our audience. Uh, but I really appreciate the time today, man. Thank you. Well, it's a pleasure, and uh, God bless everyone who listened. Awesome. Thank you, Joel. All right, buddy. All right. That's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. Thanks a ton.